guys would complain about how you can't stand it in this place here, and then you haven't got the guts just to walk out. What do you think you are, for Christ's sake, crazy or something? No. We'll do it live! officially made it to 2024 you've listened to our recap but boy do we have plenty to fill you guys in on as per usual i'm the devil himself here with the beast from the east the one with the accent that doesn't carry it from any place the voodoo priest himself justin gaskill thank you you, i'm doing great man i'm excited like 2024 has already been launching some pretty great material Uh uh-huh and I, I'm just excited about it. Like, the world's really going to shit in a handbasket, and I got my bicycle ready. Dude, yeah, once Japan turned into a vibrator, I was like, this year is going to be off the Yeah, it was like 12, 12 minutes into 2024, and the earth starts shaking already. Oh, Jesus, I don't think I declared myself, I am the devil himself, Jake Ryan. <laughs> and we're here as poor usual with Lawrence, or as most of you guys know, I'm drunken Larry. Mm-hmm. What's been new with you, Larry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It happens. Yeah, we get it. New year, new you, huh? Mm -hmm. But what about you, man? How's your year been going so far? So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I'm just, I'm really excited to be watching the news lately because there's just so many new trends happening. Mm -hmm. There's some new information that has been released, some scandals, and some uh, truth sayers, if you would, in the entertainment industry, which you know me. Yeah. I love it. And you're not just talking about drunk Anderson Cooper on New Year's Eve. <laughs> no, that poor boy. Oh, my God. The other host saying, I've only had one shot. Yeah. <laughs> Literally had two in that one segment. Oh, man, that was gold. You know, I thought it was great that they were drinking the same vodka that we did on yeah. our Halloween episode. Yeah, I was like, I, I get why they're that drunk. <laughs> Shout out to Reka, guys. Shout out to Reka. Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. As you guys know from our last episode, we're traveling again. Mm-hmm. And this episode is no different. For anyone listening, and we are talking to you there at work, Cody, you retard. We are on the beaches of Epstein's Island. Don't say it too loud or we'll get thrown off YouTube. No, the seas were a little rough, but hey. Yeah, we couldn't find a good spot to hide without coconuts, so we're actually right now, we are crouching in Cat Williams' fro. Mm-hmm. Now, we're out here looking for wheelchair tracks in the sand to try to track down Stephen Hawking. They didn't hold up as much as I thought they would, you know, kind of like you can get like Oregon trail tracks that they have, you know, set off and they put a little sign like this is where they put their wagon with. (laughs) You got dysentery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So far we found is crabs, coconut and a lot of security cameras. Mm -hmm. But we're pretty good at hiding our tracks. Yeah. I mean, there's a few cigarette butts that Larry's left here and there, but I just figured they'll think it's one of the workers. They're biodegradable eventually, right? Absolutely. That is not the island of trash floating. It's not camels. Get over it. We all know they just kind of dissolve after a while. That's why the homeless love them. That's why you like palm oils anyway. Yeah, but so far we haven't found any wheelchair marks, but we're going to keep our eye out and we're going to touch back on Epstein's Island with our news update here in a minute. But I had some idea for the new year. Okay. I thought we need to make some quick money with some million dollar ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pitch a couple at you real quick for some TV shows. Maybe Hulu, maybe Netflix would pick them up. 
Got my pen. Okay, the first one, I wanted to call it The Baddies with Her Daddies. And I wanted to focus on the Thought Mormons. Okay. Utah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves the real housewives, so I just figure, like, we could switch it to where they have, like, nine different husbands, and it could be, like, kind of like a police lineup to where there's just, like, number seven step forward and buys her a tennis bracelet. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Okay, so that's the first one. Now, the next one I have, it's really creative, and it may be influenced by one of my favorite baking shows, Is It Cake? Okay. So I want to line up a bunch of, um, let's call it degenerates. Mm-hmm. And I want them to cut into kilos and figure out, is it cut with anything? <laughs> I love this. Uh-huh. Yeah. That Hulu wouldn't take it, but I bet Netflix would sniff <laughs> yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Is it cooked? Find out next week. <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. <laughs> now, <Cult> I all stepped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody at home's watching it like a competitive cooking show, like sweating and shit. Take it out of the oven. Take it out of the oven. What are you doing? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Next, I kind of figure we just follow around some of those weird, like, paranoid kids mm-hmm. that you keep seeing online. You know, like the shaky dog kids? Yeah. Like, when yeah. you see those dogs like a chihuahua that just won't stop shaking, they always mm. seem uncomfortable. They seem nervous to be around cats or fast and loud cars. I always kind of see them stealing chips or maybe food off people's plates. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a cat, you know? Yeah. They really seem to me like the types of babies that when they were born, their parents put them on a gram scale to see how much they weighed, you know? <laughs> Are they stepped on too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mom's all pissed off because she's promised eight ounces. You know what I mean? It's only seven something. Oh, yeah. it's a preemie. Uh, yeah, exactly. 36 weeks. It wasn't even cut <laughs> properly. The umbilical cord looks like one of those fentanyl testers. (laughs) So, dude, right out the gate with the year, we had the earthquake. That was pretty crazy over in Japan. And Larry happened to be in Japan. Wouldn't tell us why, but he was there when it happened. Sent some world-class footage in. Now, sure, the camera was facing him and not the actual earthquake, but I thought it was really cool. It was was cool. I know, and I wanted to post it, but I know how he feels about revealing himself. Mm -hmm. For legal reasons, of course. Absolutely. And for all we know, he's got like a goom out there or some shit, yeah. you know. At least one or two. <laughs> he's got his hash pie. <laughs> bum, bum, yeah, exactly. I think he's really into the underground sumo tournaments. Yeah. Which I know a couple people that are. Now, what did you think of the legend Cat Williams coming out on the club Shay Shay? I actually just listened to that whole interview last night. It it's a big digestible meal, isn't it? It is. And the fact that I looked at it today, it already has forty one million views. And yeah. he, in the last four days, uh, Club Shay Shay has uh, gained a million followers. Mm-hmm. The or, cat or the hat signs checks, man. He really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been in the game for so long now. Mm-hmm. And he's one that people kind of forgot because, like, we liked him when he was in the era of screaming about the Illuminati, mm-hmm. which we've seen him on things like Soul Plane. But it was like, yes, Friday after next. But he's been screaming about how Kanye's been acting weird for 15 years now. Yeah, exactly. I think it was really interesting because, like, I love behind the scene industry shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's my little touch of the tism or whatever you want to call it. These it could days. be. But I Big found- ups for the downs. Be sure to listen. <laughs> I found it really interesting because we completely forgot about Cat Williams for probably the last decade, maybe even half a decade. Yeah. Uh, I'll give him that. And then he comes out with this interview, which he does not do interviews. And he stated that on the on the show. Yeah. Unless he's really trying to promote something. It didn't really seem like he was really trying to promote stuff. But mm-hmm. he, he fired at a lot of comedians. He did. By the sounds of it, a lot of a lot of you know 
sleuthers are out there digging around, and they're finding out that a lot of what he's saying is actually correct. To the point of where I liked how the interviewer, Shannon Sharp, didn't even argue with him a lot of the time. He's like, no. oh, okay, <laughs> quiet down. Yeah. Like, it was. they kind of treated him like the uncle that was in the army at Thanksgiving. It's like CNN kind of flips on for a second. No one's arguing he's wrong. They're just saying wrong place, wrong time. You know? Definitely. Grandpa, we know there who's ruining the country. (laughs) Now, whatever listener just mad-libbed anyone in that segment, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Anyone's grandpa could be mad at any denominational thing here. But we all know they hate the libs. Yeah, if you want to get them to get quiet and like leave the room, just you know, light off a firecracker or two. Dude, yeah. Once you taught me, <laughs> that's how you scare away all the dogs on the fourth. You just start throwing firecrackers in windows. Well, speaking, what... speaking about not being allowed to talk about things, uh-huh. how do you feel about the coincidence of of black comedians specifically in dresses? You know, when Kat brought that up, it really is one of those things that's like, yeah, Dave talked about that years ago, too, and they're not wrong. Mm -mm. There is a serious long laundry list of names, kind of like Epstein's Island, Mm -hmm. of actors that have just worn dresses, and normally that's right around their tipping point for, like, ultra success, which I think's kind of, it says something. It does say, I think it says a lot, too. What do you think about, like, because he he fired at Kevin Hart quite a bit Mm -hmm. about being an industry plant. Yeah. How do you feel about that? You know how I feel about Kevin Hart. You know, you remember the scary movie franchise and how they'd have like um, random just actors pop up and a lot of times they'd have black actors. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden they would just be like, oh, it's the guy from SNL. Oh, it's the guy from Mad TV. Mm -hmm. I I remember Kevin Hart being in one of those and just being kind of like the sidekick to a different actor. I'm blanking on the guy's name. He's funny like anthony something but i'm blanking on the last name he was like a sidekick he was one of those like i get it i'm short like you know how they make fat like comedians always be like fall down and like get up real quick embarrassed and like swivel their arms around real knock quick. over the table yeah <laughs> make a child cry on your way out they kind of did that to short actors too mm-hmm. and like i get it but in the same sense it's like eh and you got to think, especially like Kevin Hart and Cat were probably competing for similar roles. I'm just gonna throw out. There. I would imagine that wasn't brought up in the interview, but I I would imagine that they both came on the Rolodex and had to fight for a role or two. Yeah, it's like if you're a white guy on steroids, your like position of getting a movie goes up. If mm-hmm. your name starts with Chris, really goes down. Mm-hmm. You're against Pine, Evans, and all the other Hemsworth, and there's too many Chris's. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, just say your name something else. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, whatever happened to people coming to Hollywood and changing their name? Uh, I don't know. I've noticed people like to use like incredibly like like four section names. <laughs> yeah. Not even a hyphen involved. Would there be an accent present? <laughs> yeah. Was a Bryce Dallas Howard? Like, Jesus Christ, is that a mouthful? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> James Franco pan-miming Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> with actors in general, like Kevin Hart, do you think that... You know, they're even going to address this type of stuff with Cap? Because I know Kevin just came out and was like, hey, man, you harbor a lot of resentment. Yeah, I watched I watched a TMZ quick interview thing with him, and he's really good at just disarming and saying what needs to be said. Yeah. And he's just like, I love everybody, man. Yeah. And then he, like, gets in his in Buy his my van. shoes, stay healthy, watch mm-hmm. my movies. I yeah. personally cannot stand Kevin Hart. To me, he's just as fake as fake gets. Like, I can just clearly see he's playing a character all the time, and that bugs me. Mm-hmm. He's one of those actors, I don't believe a word out of his mouth when he gives interviews and things, and he just seems so insincere and not genuine. 
Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why people like him yes. so much. Yeah, I agree. Is I don't know. I and, and that's just me because I'm just kind of a dick. <laughs> like, I don't like low-hanging fruit. I always find that it's like, you know, when us being comedy fans, we love when other people love comedy. But, like, it's always non-comedians that are like, oh, you guys like stand-up? You're going to love this guy who has puppets. He has one that's like a jalapeno on a stick. It's the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen. How come Jeff Dunham never got like seriously canceled? Yeah, no shit. Do you think it's because of how much he was worth? Because his audience doesn't know you can cancel people <laughs> yeah. would be my guess. It's like Mencia. He had everyone in our classes run around dee, 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 at everything. And mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> how? Yeah. But, you know, he fired at Steve Harvey, which I thought was funny. He said that he had stole Mark Curry's role. Uh, he brought up Cedric the Entertainer, to whom he described as a walrus, which I found was hilarious. <laughs> that would have me laughing out loud, actually. Oh, my God. I love that he said Tyler Perry can't play a man to save his life. <laughs> you no, know, he played Colin Powell in Vice, the, the movie about Dick Cheney with fucking Christian Bale. <laughs> so and fun. even then, I was just like, oh, look, it's Medea. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. He had some uh, movie with the dude that played... Uh, what was it, Jack on Lost? Matt Fox? Oh, yeah. It was like some hard-boiled detective movie where the man was insane. All I kept yeah. thinking was like, where's your wig, bitch? Yeah, Medea solves a crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell the dude from Lost like, got ripped and took it super serious and then yeah. showed up to set and he was just sipping his like Stanley Cup, you know? Mm -hmm. It's always weird because Tyler Perry always looks like he's just got out of makeup. Or, like, at the end of any sentence, he's just going to put a, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's fucking how he was with Colin Powell, too. Oh, absolutely. You're just like, well, the results are back. The cancer test, it's benign, but it is a positive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that shit's crazy, right? And I got to ask, like, you're a man that likes your accessories. I if, do. If there's something that's going to keep something colder or warmer or closer to your heart or on a holster, then you're probably going to own it. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask, what's your thoughts with all these kids getting into their fucking Stanley cups? I find it really interesting mm -hmm. because specifically white suburban women mm. don't really have much culture. They really cannibalize anything they can staple on a Hallmark card, and then it like inflates the price of whatever it is. Yeah, truly. And usually it, it involves something along the blue collar line. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I have a Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. It was inherited. Uh-huh. It's massive. Yeah. I wouldn't sit on it. No. But it works. Yeah. It's an interesting quick fad that I think is going to go away. Yeah. But we're also in the era where people just have giant-ass water bottles. For, like, their water talks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, like, mixing 18 different components just so they'll drink water. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I admit, like, I have, one, I have like, a giant 64-ounce... Uh-huh you know, thermos or whatever. That Where they quit calling them cups or mugs and it starts going into, like, tumbler territory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, those are the good ones. Yeah, I'll fill it full of ice and it'll last me, like, a day and a half. But I get I get my water intake and I keep it at home. I don't I don't bring it out with me. You've but, you know, it sits behind my... It sits right beside my desk. You've been known to slice in a little capsaicin, a little bit of lemon in those puppies, slosh it around like a maraca? I do. If you haven't had jalapeno lime water, just trust me. I know it sounds crazy, but give it a shot. It'll boost your metabolism pretty fast. And it's not spicy. 
Yeah, no, it's not nearly as bad as people would think. If it sits too long, it starts getting a little heat to it. It does, and I love giving people it without really telling them. I'm just like, take a drink of this, and they're, and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, now that you know what it is, take another drink. And they're like, I guess it's not that bad, but a little warning. Am I gone. drugged? How yeah. high am I going to get? God damn it, Gaskill. <laughs> and you're it's just, a seed. You're like, it's a jalapeno. You're fine. He's on a stick. Am I funny yet? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to put a stick in there to get him out. Yeah, no shit. But it's always like... <laughs> Wrapping back to what we were saying, jalapeno on a stick, Jeff Dunham is one that people that don't like comedy always find is hysterical. I, agree. I find that with Kevin Hart. I I do too. Like my mom too. hates my favorite comedy. She just does not get the humor in a lot of them. You put a fucking Kevin Hart movie on every time he talks. She's like, <laughs> he's short and he's black? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think they made those anymore. Get really loud. Oh, yeah. They'll put Heisenberg in a chair and let him wheel him around a little <laughs> bit every once in a while. Yeah. Speaking of really loud, mm. how do you feel about what Cat Williams said about Joe Rogan? He's not wrong. Like, I. So where the controversy lays, he says that he constantly promotes six comedians that are not funny mm-hmm. to begin with, and everyone's just having a heyday creating those six on that list. I get his point, because mm-hmm. there's a couple people that go on Joe's show that's just like, yay, Whitney's on here again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay, Brendan's on here again. Or like, Callan? I can't stand Callan. Neither, yeah, I can't either. He's just, he is exactly what he is. He's a survivor, you know? <laughs> That's a good way to put that. Yeah, uh-huh. he will stay relevant by any way possible. He's mm-hmm. proven it time and time. But again. he's good at it, and I'll give him that. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a good like entertainer when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. I just love it way more when his friends rip him apart. You mm-hmm. know. But I think you kind of got to give Joe a pass because he's found quite a few comedians that are hysterical. I think a lot of people are referring to like Bert with that. Yeah, and a lot of people don't think Bert's funny anymore, and I kind of get it. Yeah, I've had a. I used to think he was great, and mm-hmm. now I'm just kind of sick of it. Yeah, it's the same problem people have with Steve-O. We're all really impressed, but could you please quit telling us to buy it? Yes. And it's not their fault, and I get that, but it's the way they do it. I think it's the monotony of how they do it. Mm-hmm. It's why people are just like, stop. Yeah, and I think the one thing that Steve-O has on a lot of other entertainers is that he's the quickest to self-apologize. Yeah. And as much as I can't stand that, I I think he's legitimately coming from a genuine place. Let's roll on that. What do you not like about self-apologizing? Uh, it's There's a part of me that feels like it's disingenuine, mm-hmm. like you're trying to protect yourself instead of like leaving in where the context was where you said it and yeah. having other people be able to dictate where it lies. Uh-huh. And if you start self-apologizing to it, then you've kind of you've kind of lost it. But the things that he was apologizing for was like just not being like present in and his genuine. interviews. Yeah, and like I remember watching the I started watching Steve O's Wild Ride when it first came out. Oh yeah, you got me into it way early. Yeah, on. and yeah. I was like, oh, he's really bad at this. Yes, you know, not that we're you know anything fucking phenomenal or great, but we also don't do interviews with people yet. Steve O's like an excited cousin. When you see him at a family function, that they just want to tell you about everything they've been up to, mm-hmm. but they don't leave any room for conversation. You're just nodding, yes. going, oh, 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 cool, wow. Mm-hmm. You should always feel the right that you have to, to apologize, but there's also a time and place. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it's clickbaity, but it was kind of clickbait. Everything he does is Yeah, clickbait. and I, I watched yeah. that, uh, what was it, that big apology thing. is like, hey, I got to clear the air about some of my behavior and yeah. stuff, which I thought was really cool that he was able to own that because For before sure. that, a lot of there was a lot of like the people that we listen to that you know do like podcast breakdowns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We're kind of calling him out on his shit, yeah, 
And so I felt like, oh, like he's he's at least approaching the approaching this in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to put on like a show. It was something that legitimately concerned him. Where I think that there's been instances before where people will apologize for the sake of trying to a stay relevant and you know stay in the safe zone. Yeah, if you would. I'm not saying Steve-O wasn't necessarily doing that, but his approach was at least, it felt legitimate and genuine. It did, and I think one of my personal problems I have with him is whenever he makes a big mistake, he just tends to give shit away on his website. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't just give back stock away. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't say enough. Yeah, You want to get some hot sauce for your butthole? Yeah, you know? it's like, no. It's like, dude, no, you just apologized. Like, you kind of turned me off on it. I don't want $9 wet wipes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, when he went on Rogan and tried to fucking promote oh, that, he God, just shot yeah. it down. But, you know, you Rogan will have... Him. No, you can't. Yeah, Rogan will have someone on and be like, I got a new arrowhead. And be like, oh, let's fucking pull that. You know what I mean? You mean to tell me, man? You were just in your backyard, man? <laughs> you were digging in your backyard and you found a walrus dick? That's so crazy, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a question for you. Hit me. Rogan recently said that comedians are the last line of defense where the mo like something along the lines where the woke meets the wall. Oh. And how do you feel about like his his stance on that as like the like if you would the pillar of comedy in today's age? So I think historically with stand up, you can look back and see like you know, Lenny Bruce, Red Fox, Red Skellington, even any of those guys and how they kind of push the envelope. Then you would get to the era of like the George Carlins and of course Richard Pryor and all that kind of he said what Mm -hmm. type of comedy. I do think in times where things get more like, honey, we can't talk about that. Don't bring up religion at dinner. Like any of United States moments, we've always had some sort of comedian to fall back on that's like, hey. No one else could say that, but that's why you buy a ticket is you want to hear the guy that normally doesn't get to talk, talk. That's the Mm -hmm. whole idea of standup, you know, even down to like someone like modern day, uh, Shane Gillis's, I make him at night grilled cheese joke has gone so viral that people are getting tattoos now of grilled cheeses that say like, I make him at night, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think back in the day, like Lenny Bruce got arrested repeatedly and he was like an addict and things of course too, but like. He literally would just go on stage, say his routine, and then get arrested afterwards, and he just kept repeatedly doing it. I think that in that sense, they're the last line in the sense of, like, their true freedom of speech, whether that's good or bad. I mean, for every Dave Chappelle speech that he gives that is, like, a a smart, tolerant thing that makes people think you also have Michael Richards up on stage having his Kramer inward meltdown. Mm -hmm. So, like, just because you're a comedian doesn't give you the right to say whatever you want. I agree. For better or worse, doesn't mean it takes that right away. Anyone can say anything. That's the beauty of this country. But I think that a lot of the stand-up guys, like, you can't want to cancel one of them, then turn right back around and, like, congratulate and hold up in a victory celebration another one just for saying something that people deemed as edgy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love when they point out, like, Louis C.K.'s jokes or, like, when they point out, like, oh, my God, did you see the newest Dave Chappelle? He's going to say something to stir the pot. It's what he does. It's how he makes his money. I think he relies too much on trans, but that's a whole nother conversation. Or Amy Schumer just going on there. You want to hear a joke about my vagina? Did you? You know women have sex, you guys? Yeah, look, I'm wearing leather. Oh, my God. I was fixing my bra strap from my boob the other day, and the whole crowd's just, like, holding their fucking thighs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know, like, when Grandpa starts cough laughing? <laughs> 
I noticed that's how like women laugh at her comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, dude. But like in that sense he's not wrong. Comedians are one of the last lines of entertainment where you unfiltered go up and you say your piece and it's for people to decide whether you're right or wrong. They have more leeway than like say a a life influencer online. But in the same sense, too many people kind of use it as a shield of like, hey man, you can't be mad at whatever opinion I expressed. It was comedy. It's like either you gotta be a hundred percent on that or not because you can't apologize for half the jokes it doesn't yes. work that way yes and i do love edgy comedy off the top of my head growing up like um jesselnick and tosh were some of my favorites because mm-hmm. they always had those lines that you're like holy shit and not only that i feel like especially when it comes to tosh he did a really good job of like right as the i don't want to right as the woke stuff really mm-hmm. started to you know rise up he was kind of perfect to start kind of weaning out mm-hmm. and even though i feel like he would have gotten a safe pass on a lot of it he very tactfully was able to pull away and just let everything sizzle yeah and he wasn't really touched by any of it and so many people are upset at his joke style but then like you hear constantly like he re-upped his bag at comedy central and just kept making tosh point oh for years mm-hmm. now he's got tosh so have you heard that a podcast, Tosh Show? I have heard. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard of it. Oh, all of his guests are not famous and like people he finds interesting. So his first okay. episode was his wife's gynecologist. Okay, I fucking yeah. It's as Tosh it sh- as it's it should be. You true know, true Tosh Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he interviews a para Olympian who does not have legs and he's the world's fastest sprinter. Like just random. Um, a woman that can speak to your dead dogs for you. She is a dead pet psychic. See, I like that. That's like when Theo Vaughn has on like a garbage. Like he had, the, yeah. he had on a, a waste management guy the other day. Yeah. And I was just like, I fucking love it. I like, do too. But I wouldn't want to have him on someone like Tim Dillon. No. You know, per oh, se. Okay, that leads back into my point. That's perfect. Yeah. You brought Tim up. We've had comedians like I'm a big John Stewart fan. Politics aside with Stewart, I just think he's an honest guy saying what's on his mind. You can put him on um, you know, the shelf with someone like Bill Maher, but I can't stand Bill Maher. He's so confident in his bullshit. Yes. As someone like John Stewart has proven he just genuinely seems to be a good guy. He even stomped the guy that attacked Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Or a lot of people put Chappelle up there for like the beacons of like they their voice matters even when black lives matter happened dave released that comedy special that was the exact length of time where he just gave his piece about everything that type of stuff's important you want to hear what these prolific thinkers think about something to do with Mm -hmm. whatever the topic is and i do agree those guys might be one of the last lines of defense but the thought of burt kreischer (laughs) being one of the last lines of defense on a topic terrifies me yes you mean to tell me if we go to war, Bobby Lee speaks for us? <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, you know, it's like no, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah, I think that's it's too big of a title to give a lot of these people. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you have to look at like comedians with their within their own subcultures. Like for instance, the reason why like I'm a huge Tim Dillon fan uh-huh. is because he takes he takes the context yes. of whatever's going on. And then he he digs into it from a real estate agent broker's perspective of just business and stuff. And he makes a joke about how you can monopolize on the tragedy. He's smart enough to make you talk about subjects you wouldn't normally talk about, but he's manipulatively intelligent enough to make you realize how stupid the topic actually is. Exactly. And he's not like he's not a great person. 
and he doesn't ever try to. I was gonna say he doesn't even play one on TV. No, no, <laughs> yeah, he's and that, and I, I I appreciate comedians who are like they don't try to like high and mighty themselves in, sure. in a way. And going back to the Cat Williams thing, that's what I really appreciated about that interview. Where he was like, I never said that I was some holier than thou kind of person i'm just giving you the truth yeah and the truth isn't exactly what you always want to hear mm -hmm. and i'm giving it to you in a way that is it's supposed to make you uncomfortable because the truth is uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to be able to laugh to be able to find the truth sometimes and now one thing i've picked up obsessing about a tv show we're about to get into here in a minute is sometimes when people do their time and you know not a peep they just mm -hmm. do their time and they get released and they feel like they're owed the certain respect of how the old school way was. And then they walk through the door and there's just a bunch of new guys that are loudmouths that don't have respect for any of the elders. They get really pissed off and start mm -hmm. pissing on shoes to prove their dominance of how the old ways were better. Cat's been selling out stadiums since the late 90s, early 2000s. Twelve specials. Yeah. And nobody gives him the respect he deserves. You can see, like, oh, my God, did you see Kevin Hart sold out an entire stadium? Yep. I also saw the bracket of radio shows that he did where he went to every radio show from here to fucking Florida and was like, hey, you know, we're giving away 10 free tickets to my show. Okay, say he did 50 different radio stations, 10 tickets each, 50 stations. That's 500 seats he filled. It's like... I get his point for sure, you mm -hmm. know, and I get that like he's like trying to talk about he came up in a time where you couldn't even promote. Mm -mm. There was no Instagram and things to mm -hmm. just hop on and be like, you know, go see Burt's fully loaded tour. Cat Williams was really big during the MySpace era, and it's not like oh, yeah. he capitalized on that. No. Just his his thoughts mm -hmm. and his own voice was able to promote his own material. For sure. Which filled seats themselves. So I actually kind of have a lot more respect for that in a way. Not not discrediting discrediting like what Dane Cook did for that era. I was about to say he had no quorums with Cook, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. They never cro like Cook never bumped him in a show, and mm -hmm. you could tell that. Another thing is I liked hearing him give his shout outs to uh, Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy with Bill Ingvall. Mm -hmm. Ron White, of course. Mm -hmm. People forget now, Blue Collar was huge back in the day. It was the, the sales alone off of that were astronomical. It was astronomical. the pinnacle. It was the pin. I, I feel like that was the resurgence because I feel like comedy was dead for almost over a decade until yeah. the blue collar comedy tour started. Yeah. And then you can go get the fucking DVD at Walmart. Oh, yeah. And watch it on Thanksgiving and your uncles and your grandma's going to laugh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember like all of our like Thanksgivings and stuff like that. We would throw on either blue collar or like Jim Gaffigan. Oh, you'd have like a drunk uncle on the like side of the room that no one wanted to hang out with that one, you know. I was thrown into public. Came yeah. on from Ron White. He's over there snickering at least, you uh -huh. know. And you got like the family friendly ones with Ingval and Foxworthy to where like grandma can hear that you might be here in there. Yeah, here's your sign. It's oh, probably God. still like just one of my favorite, you know. But they really made that punchline comedy mm -hmm. work in their and favor and they toured with it. It was. And there was a borderline where it was dirty enough, but it was clean enough to be able to put on Thanksgiving for the family. Oh my God. I can't believe he almost said it, but he didn't quite say it, but he almost said it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I even liked their fucking half-ass sketch show that they did. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I used to watch that on DVD all the time in my room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Delta Fars came out. Oh, dude. And Health Inspector? Yeah. 
talk about movies you can't do. <laughs> oh wow! Just the vegan jokes alone would get you canceled. I'm a woman, Larry. My nipples could cut through glass. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like early Sandler films. You just mm-hmm. you can't do them for no. And I think that's okay. Like, and I think it's it's a sign of the times. Like, you're not going to be able to to re. You're not going to be able to put you know a happy madison film no right now and have it be even grown-ups too has one of my favorite sandler lines there's a dude that walks up to him in a grocery store and he says what's up mud stuffing instead of stud muffin <laughs> and i'm like that's an that... early 2000s joke that most people are gonna be like, hey yeah <laughs> you have to kind of dig for it but <laughs> but the content's there mud stuff and i'm like oh that's so sandler yeah. you know but what do you think of the era of those comedians? And some of them turned out really, really, well, rich. Yeah. And other ones really tanked their career. I mean, for every Michael Richards up on stage, hang him in a tree moment, you also have, like, the Rob Schneider anti-vax things where they just, yeah, bang, yeah. that career. Now, absolutely. I think, uh, it, it, like I said, it's a sign of the times. It really like, is. And, and I think a lot of those guys knew when to cash out. And I respect yeah. that. Because yep. instead of trying to beat a dead horse, they're like, well, I might as well just buy the stable yeah, and then, you know, cash in and rent out. How can you miss me if I'm never gone? Yeah. You come back on a tour, you know, years later, people love it. Like, Tosh doing his Tosh show is great. Mm-hmm. He has not missed a step with that Tosh style of comedy. And it makes me think, like, there's a couple of them that, like, I'm curious now. Like, I would love Dane Cook comedy without talking about his girlfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we get it. She's barely legal, you know? Do you think that... Cat Williams is pulling a uh, a publicity stunt like some people are are going going off on. I think you fire enough shots through an AK, you're bound to hit a target. Yeah, yeah. But I don't blame him at all for doing that. It mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, then <laughs> you have to know how to shoot an AK in order to use it properly. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And he's the king of. It would be a gold AK with a Jewish star on top. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he's got style. Yeah. And, like, the thought of him going, making his rounds in the podcast circuit, just viscerally attacking some of the comedians, I'm actually totally for. I Being am, a too. fan of pro wrestling, I'm like, I think he might be the heel that we need, dude. I agree. I think he's in his own way, knowing where he stood, and respectfully still. Like, mm-hmm. I think he deserves his arrogance that he has mm-hmm. with how he looks at the industry and what he's trying to expose. And with him coming out now kind of like what we talked about in our new year's uh, our new year's special that we just did like this year is going to be a time for comedians to get their shit together and figure out where the boat's going to start steering and the waters are looking pretty fucking rough yeah so either have a really good fucking captain <laughs> it is the year of reckoning yeah, I don't think I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's so poetic with his shit he talking. is though you've seen the interview with the woman that comes out the gate mean to him right? <laughs> the gnarled fingers yeah, I just want to touch your hair. Uh, you will not with those gnarled fingers, ma'am. Yeah. Like, I want to see him do that to, like, Scholz's crew so bad. Oh, if he was on the fucking flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, d- yeah. <laughs> you let him go in there to two bears with Bert's laugh, he's going to take out a handkerchief and slap him. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it'll be worth watching. Do, do you think that would be, like, a smart way for him to go, is to do the, the, pod, the comedy podcast circuits and just fucking rip everybody apart and put them in their place? I think if he does it playfully, yes. If he just seems like a hater, then, like, just because you can kill a man doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Like, he's so good at what he does. He's, like, kind of like that old battle roast type of comedian. Yes. That he's very hard to defeat with, like, 
comebacks because he goes off his own timing and his own rhythm and like you know like the the phrase gnarled fingers yeah holy shit well and the fact that like he even said like when he insults people he will use words that he knows that their intelligence can't comprehend so he already wins yeah and like that is so a masterfully you know either you could argue that my god that is narcissistic or just earned and mm-hmm. I think he's proven he's earned it. He's earned it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if there was still comedians like Patrice O'Neill, this wouldn't be as much of a conversation. I would agree. Because there's just, they were the line of comedians that like, oh, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. You can leave the room, but they're going to stay and talk about you if you go. Absolutely. And like Kat was still in that era for sure. Yeah, no, and going on Patrice O'Neill, I mean, there's a fucking reason I put him in our in our intro. No, for sure. Like, he's one of the little voices you can hear in the background if you listen close enough. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, if Patrice O'Neill was still around, I f- honestly feel like comedy would be in a very different place. Because mm-hmm. I think that he, he would have been able, because he was on the cusp of absolutely exploding. Oh, yeah. He always was, too. It's like, he was one of the few comedians that he was not ultra famous because he didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And there's not that many guys out there other than the one that comes to mind is Dave Attell. Yes. Dave Attell is not pretty much the goat of comedy because he doesn't feel like he should be. Mm-hmm. Like even if you put someone like a Chappelle up against Attell, I'm like, dude, no. Well, and I think it says a, a lot too when you have a lot of comedians praise co- other comedians that the 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 public mass doesn't necessarily know or relate with, like Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're really, really into comedy, you'll know who Dave Attell is, and you've probably listened to some of his stuff or it's listened like to some of his drummers. Like, they'll be like, "Oh, I love this drummer. He's your favorite drummer's favorite drummer." Mm-hmm. That's how Attell is. Mm-hmm. He's your favorite comedian's favorite comedian for a lot of those guys. And I look at Kevin Hart as a Neil fucking Pert. Oh, like yeah. we get it. He's it's loud. Great. It's fast. Everyone's clapping, but like not for us. Mm-hmm. Was he Russian or was he dragging? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Slavicness nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. But no, dude, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, this year, well, it'll definitely be a Netflix year of specials for these guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, Cat gets a couple more specials out. Maybe he talks more about some of those things he didn't touch on during this interview. What's his thoughts on Taylor Swift at the football games and all those shit we want to hear him talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. But did you hear... That the sister of Nick and Aaron Carter was found dead at 41, Bobby Jean Carter. Cause of death? Not disclosed yet. Okay. Weird though, right? So that means that there's an autopsy being, we're going to get that in a few weeks. Does that just leave Nick? I think so. You say Aaron dropped and then now Bobby dropped, so yeah. Yeah, and I know that they had a very estranged relationship as siblings too. Man, I just had the weirdest flash moment of his family at the morgue and they're like, your daughter's died. And like, tell me why. <laughs> like, your son also was found dead in the bathtub. Tell me why. It ain't nothing but a heartache, you know? Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I don't want it that way anyway. Mm, no. But you know what way I do want it? I want it served to the public. All 943 documents of the fucking page. <laughs> you... There's a reason our toes are in warm sand that's got glass in it right now. And crabs are nipping at Larry's toesies. Yeah, let's get into this. We're on Epstein's Island for a reason, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back last month, one of the final acts of 2023, it was demanded by a high judge, probably high on more than just attitude, that he needed to see that flight list that needed to be released to the public. So they released a 943-page document. That's way too much to read. But if you felt so inclined, go to documentcloud.org to read all 943 pages. Jesus, that is uh, that's uh, my, my, my question is, mm-hmm. 
what comes out of it? What's the end game here? Are we going to try to, is the, is the idea to release this information and put people behind bars? Is it to release information that kind of already knew anyway? Or is this the perfect opportunity for the media to try to twist things, to make things look over here, look over here behind the curtain, you know? I think that it's one of those things where it's going to make the public think about how powerful people are tied together more and more from now on. Mm-hmm. There is no coincidence that the same people that own Exxon, Mobile Oil, party with Hollywood's favorite celebrities and everyone's favorite athletes, like... It is not just a small world. There's a reason these people hang out together. I agree. There's a reason that someone in a political official spot can make 175000 a year and somehow end after five years with hundreds of millions in their account. The same reason that when something awful hits and you see Robert Downey Jr. crying on TV begging you to plead, you know, please send your five cents to this location. You think he does that for free? No. Of course <laughs> no, not. No, I wouldn't. This isn't George Bush hates black people. This is not off the top of his no. head with a microphone. No. They get paid for this shit. Exactly. And I think that, you know, a lot of people will see the names on this list and immediately assume, oh my God, they were, uh, let's let's try to stay on YouTube this episode. So let's say they were having uh, erogenous moments with less than legal aged people. Mm-hmm. And to these people, a lot of people think like a name like Tom Hanks, and they're like, so he did that? Uh I don't necessarily think that's the case with most of them. No. Now, I love a good baseball card moment for celebrities. You Mm -hmm. know that. Yes. Every time I watch Seinfeld, when there's George, Jerry, and Kramer standing in a room, the fact that Kramer isn't the worst morally obligated person in the room and that Jerry has done plenty of questionable things, look into that date. His dating list alone should be everyone's Google thing for the week because, like, whew, laws have changed in New York City since Jerry got popular. Yeah, But, like, you see these guys and it's like, well, do you think that David Copperfield would do something sexual on an island? Probably. Look at Chris Angel. He does something sexual in every city he's doing. (laughs) But then you see something like Alan Darkowitz. Mm-hmm. Of course he would be there, though. Mm-hmm. He's a powerful legal you know, nominee. Of course he's going to be talking to other rich, powerful people on a secluded location. So it's like, you know, Al Gore, Bill Clinton, Stephen Hawking, Bill Gates. These are all names that hypothetically were like they probably didn't do anything on the island. Yeah, well, it wasn't like Steven Spielberg and then you had like uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah. I even, there's been, I'm not even going to try to get into the whole list of names. You guys can just fucking look it up. Yeah, once again, if you so happen to maybe stumble across documentcloud.org, read it for yourself. Yeah. 943 pages is longer than a lot of the Stephen King novels. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I think that, like, let's let's role play for a minute here. Let's do this. I love a good acting bit. Okay. You're Maxwell. I'm Epstein. We're going to throw a party. We're throwing a party. Okay. Who are we going to invite? We, we the, the, There's going to be a, a business transaction specifically mm-hmm. that we got to get these people together to be able to, you know. How would, I, yeah, I would want to fucking put people like famous celebrities to get these other powerful people in there because, hey, we might as well act like fucking rock stars, right, hon? Uh-huh. Jeffrey, put your cigar out. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> 
So you put your cigar out, and I'm like, we need to get us some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that Lizzie McGuire girl doing now? Well, she's thick as a bakery from Brooklyn, but she's a little <laughs> bit over our expiration date. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, mom with the Glock that writes books. Somebody Google the ages of the kids from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. they're a little old for this party yeah. coming up. Okay. So they start looking at, like, you know, the girl Millie Bobby Brown. She aged out. So now they're like, well, what's Johnny Depp's daughter doing? Mm-hmm. And she's out there partying with the weekend, you know? So it's like they have to get in these heavy names. So, like, okay, I'm I'm like, I'm going to go fire up my submarine. So I hit the <laughs> water and I hit the high seas to go find some new people to bring in. My first thought here is I'm going to the Olympic grounds. Mm-hmm. You're going to slide a 50 to whoever's out there, like, testing a bent knee. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, who's the finest crop this season? So then they're going to hand you off some kid that's terrified. They've never done anything outside of school other than show up to practice. So when you're like, you're going to a big party on a hill on the top of an island, it just sounds exciting to them. You know, the furthest they ever went from home was camp. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. So you get them out to the island, and you're like, hey, you're going to be hanging out with someone. Our nickname for him here on the island is Hot Wheels, but he's a really smart man. So then you go out, you're in your fine cocktail dress, you walk out, and it's like, hello and good evening. And, like, immediately you realize you might be getting kind of thrown into an illegal illicit orgy being hosted by one of the world's smartest paraplegics. I would, Yeah. And if they want to do that, we have a closed door. Yeah. Probably a doggy door, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's for Bill Gates, let's be real. What do you think guys like Clinton were doing on that island? Do you think they behaved? I think that there was just, even Clinton excluded, right? Mm -hmm. I like, like, Like what you said, I don't think that everybody who went there was A, even aware of the nefarious activities. No. Or B, was there to do the illicit activities Mm -hmm. i feel like you get this island right Mm -hmm. you get all these really important people together you think it's an accident that they have these big parties just so they can get a little wine drunk together and just you know chit chat no they're fucking there to make business deals yeah how better to get more people and more publicity and to kind of tame the air a little bit than get giant celebrities to come in and mingle mingle have some pull and plus let's be honest if i was epstein I would be like, yeah, this is my dick. I can get whoever I want to come here. Yeah. I'll pay for it. It's already half of Hollywood's motto when it comes to things. Exactly. So, like, there's a part of me that really wants to believe there's a conspiracy here. Me too. There's another part of me that says... "There's a you're looking a little too hard into it. But then you bring up who, like, Maxwell's dad was. Oh, yeah. And the CIA. Uh Uh-huh. And all this other, like, extortion. Maxwell Coffee. Exactly. Since the dawn of time, politicians have been setting each other up for extortion. They're going to put them in places, they're going to take some pictures, and they're going to hold it over their head. Especially the more valuable they are. Oh, yeah. You know, you're talking about people who literally run world markets that are going to this island. And then Chris Tucker's there. Oh, and, like, look at the photos of Hunter Biden that have been released. Mm-hmm. If driving 140, smoking a crack pipe, slapping a hooker is not enough yeah. to get you in trouble... Then imagine the shit that is. Exactly. Well, like, look at Prince Charles, right? Prince Charles was there how many times? And Andrew, yeah. Stephen Hawking. Still haven't found the fucking treadmarks. No. And my guess is, I don't think he's even a real human. I think he just is and has always been. <laughs> I think he will always be. He's the Big Bang Theory, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think he can handle a lot of ketamine? 
Probably. Yeah. I'm sure, oh, yeah, I'm sure his prescription list was a fucking two-pager. Oh, yeah. Now, my favorite beef to come out of the whole Epstein thing, though, is have you seen Kimmel acting like an attack dog towards Aaron <laughs> Rodgers lately? <laughs> I sure have. I think Kimmel wishes he was a victim so he could fucking slip on his own tears on stage. Oh, my God, dude. Do you think he just lubes himself at this point with, like, slobber and tears from Ellen's scraps? Dude, I think he's so benzoed out that he does. he's not even aware. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, well, that's pretty tough talk from a guy that used to host a man show and flip flops. Oh, have times changed? Oh, have times changed? Like, I, I going back to the list, even too, like, and for Kimmel to be so defensive about it, I mm-hmm. think it's the known names that you should really be worried about. Oh, for the sure. people that you wouldn't be. In fact, I think we should really ask how many of them were Jews. Oh yeah, Can uh-huh. I, you know I'm just yeah. gonna throw it out there. You guys really want to make a comparison here? How many bar mitzvahs are in the beach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You really want to start tracing bloodlines and things and conspiracies and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, let's just put it on the table. You know how upset I am that Larry David wasn't on that list. Oh, that would have been a fucking bummer of a that party would have been to go the to. <laughs> best curb your enthusiasm episode. <laughs> They're how old and they want to rub my what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing, too, is I don't think anybody had much of an idea of how old these girls were. They no. were just attractive and young. Yeah. And so that's how they fucking bait you. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you stop and check IDs when you go to, like, brothels or a massage parlor? Like, to any listener that actually has, first of all, right on. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> I think that they're probably not checking any ID at the door. No, I don't they're think They're probably they just either. happy to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a selling point. They're like a you know? drunk wine mom at a concert. Mm-hmm. They may not even like the music. They're just happy to be there. Well, and that's the other. Well, how do you get them back too? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh, I can go to this party. There's a young gal. It'll give me a massage. You uh-huh. know? And it's like, well, yeah, that'd, that'd be enticing to the right kind of person. They like leave lines of cocaine in a bottle of Pepto in every room because they know their audience. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're like, they're having fun, but they're probably a little nervous to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All in all. Try to follow me on this one. Mm-hmm. I think this Epstein case is the modern-day Kennedy assassination. Okay. I don't think we're really going to find out what actually happened until everybody that was involved mm-hmm. and then a next generation of that lineage is already dead. Well, and I think it's one of those, it was handed to us on a silver platter, and we're so hungry, everyone's starting to feast on this without realizing, like, mm-hmm. wait, why was this placed out on the table to begin with? Like, yeah, Well, and that kind of goes into my point. I feel like, in a way, it was so catered to kind of feed everyone's wants. Feed everybody's wants, and all of a sudden, you have validity for the tinfoil hatters. And all of a sudden, everybody else is like, oh, I guess that kind of fits on my head, too. Mm-hmm. But then the worst part is, is you have the people who you're validating kind of the wrong kind of people for it as for well. Sure. But now it's just kind of public access and public knowledge. But at the end of the day, there's three letter agencies that are involved in this that we will never really know. And at the end of the day, it's not going to really change anything. You mean like WWE? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Vince McMahon yeah. showed up. Was he there? Oh, I would love to have him there. Every name on the list, it's like somebody <laughs> else's name than Hulk Hogan again. Yeah, I'd hang out with Jimmy him on the Kimmel. prosciutto Hulk board. Hulk Hogan, yeah. yeah. Ellen, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, eating some gabagool and a fucking Fomunda cheese. Like, oh, I'm doing yeah. it. Absolutely. Won't spit the prosciutto out of his mouth. No. Oh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. And it, it's one of those, like, what else do they not want you to pay attention? Every time mm-hmm. they do this, it's like, yeah, but what else is happening in the background? But one thing I wanted to fill our listeners in, the story just erupted yesterday, so it's a fun one. Have you been paying attention to Ecuador at all? A little bit. 
That's, a little bit. Not even a, a week into 2024, and one of my predictions is already starting to come true. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you, not like it was a far-fetched one, but I just I found it humorous. You were just shy of using the word Fido to describe how this was going to go because once he, at age 44, got busted out, the leader of the Los Chironos gang, he was found missing in his cell in a low-security prison. <laughs> The same day he was supposed to be transferred to a maximum security prison, which somebody greased somebody's palm there. So then naturally, the entire, like, you know, Los, like, Chionros gang just started attacking everywhere. They started at a university, and then they went into hospitals. They went to prisons. They went to the local news station and was broadcasting during a live TV, just hanging out with their guns and shit. It's like a Far Cry game I haven't played yet, you know? Yeah, I was. It made me think like, what other game shows would be stormed with guns? And I'm like, Deal or No Deal would be so much more intimidating <laughs> if someone had a pistol. Family Feud would get real fun, wouldn't it? Oh shit, yeah. They just put a knife on the table instead of a buzzer. <laughs> Steve Harvey just rolls his eyes. <laughs> yeah, this bitch thinks it's potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> Survey says cuts her hand. Yeah, <laughs> back of her pinky with a razor blade. But what's your thoughts of all this? I mean, the president ordered the army onto the streets so the crazed criminals rampaging through the cities would be stopped. And the TV stations were seized, the university being attacked, and the jails, like, you know, they were releasing prisoners and just handing them guns as they were releasing them, which is like, wow, that's a tactic we haven't yeah. seen used in a minute. I'm more curious to see the morning briefing in the president's office. Yeah, you think it. he just woke up, maybe, like, went to his Keurig? Had a cup of coffee ready. Nice ice cream like, bar. Sir, have you seen the news? And he's like, not before 9 a.m. You know that. Uh-huh. You're going to want to tune into this one. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm I think that it's not a coincidence that it's not as big in the media as it is. Just like the French protests right now with the farmers that are literally dumping shit and spraying it all over anywhere that's like... Literally like dogpiling in the courthouse like 10 to 20 feet high. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like even even last year when the French protests were exploding, we weren't privy to hardly any of it. It was not getting covered. I don't think that's an accident. No, because a those motherfuckers know how to protest. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's called they a, do it right. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason why we talk. We still talk about the French Revolution. Yeah, no, you know sure. what I mean. And it wasn't their hats. No, <laughs> no, so many feathers marching. I think that the media, whoever is controlling both sides of the media, is doing a really good job of trying to keep everything. You know, at play, but yet again, Netflix is coming out with a new, a new fucking Civil War movie or whatever. It's oh, on, yeah. It's coming out on Netflix, right? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A24. Yeah, mm -hmm. Alex Garland film. Yeah. Ecuador doesn't have enough, at least to my knowledge, resources coming in and out that are going to affect our pockets. So we'll probably just let it burn down. Now, not saying that there's not three-letter agencies that may not be behind it. There's yeah. a reason why there's a massive part of our budget that just kind of disappears. Woo. You know, like Copperfield and Epstein's yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like you said. It's like a Far Cry game. And I think it's funny too. Like something like this happens. There's always one side that usually goes really hard into like, yeah, man, that's for the people. And I'm like, yeah, but the people are the ones that are going to get completely fucked out of it. Yeah, I'm like, do you? Uh, who do you think is going to have more casualties? Do you think it's going to be the cartel, the actual military, or the civilians? So my money's on the civilians at this point. They're the ones that are going to that are going to face the repercussions the hardest. Mm -hmm, for sure. I think the I think it's not like it's going to be like big this year, but 
cartels really hold a lot more power with world economics than I think that they're given credit to. I think there's a couple places in our cabinet that actually kind of understand how big of a fucking deal it is. Mm -hmm. But what I'm more seeing coming out of this is that it's going to create friction for it to start popping up in other areas. For sure. Specifically in South America. Mm -hmm. They're like, why the fuck did you idiots think Bad Bunny so popular to begin with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense where he got his chains. Yeah. yeah. All the places where white suburban women love to have vacation, it's going to be really, really unsafe to be there soon. Imagine the air travel, though. It's going to be so cheap. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a... Larry, start looking up those tickets, will Yeah, ya? vacation in Ecuador. Book yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. Now, did you hear... I got a couple stories out of Washington and Colorado for you. Mm-hmm. Let's see the first one from Washington here. A brand new substance which could reduce lithium use in batteries, such as everything from panels to, you know, electric cars, has been discovered using an artificial intelligence supercomputer and using Microsoft AI and HPC tools. Okay, so what's that mean? So basically we were like, what do we do about how lithium takes cobalt and people are dying in mines and, you know, the Chinese are taking over the parts of, like, South Africa that actually have the cobalt? And it's like, ha, 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 here's salt. Yeah. And we just look at the salt and we're like, oh, you mean to tell me that that one renewable resource we could get from mining the froth off of our ocean actually could be a, a superconductor through an electrolyte process? And it's like, yeah. So it just basically told us, here's a new type of salt knock yourselves out and like solved it for us now my favorite thing is it was a like room full of people with the smartest minds you could possibly think of and someone's just hooking their computer up yeah, yeah. chat gpt fucking like salt you know solves the question oh yeah and pacific northwest national laboratories was the one there located in richland washington that was like put in this study uh -huh. and they're a part of the u.s department of energy so they're really trying to figure out like what happens when we have rolling blackouts what can we use as a reserve so like that's very important because mm -hmm. i think blackouts are gonna are like mm -hmm. is the most dangerous thing that we could possibly face you give us 48 hours in a, in a, in a big city without power oh do you see that yeah. rolling blackout in chicago last week no. People pulled over on the side of the road, got out their machine guns, and started firing into the air saying, no, there's no emergency <laughs> service. <laughs> that's how you fucking party, folks. That, that's their Ric Flair woo on the side yeah. of the interstate, you know. But, yeah, no, this AI supercomputer narrowed down 32 million potential inorganic materials in a matter of minutes. And, like, it narrowed it down to 18 promising candidates in less than one week. Jesus. So, like, the scientists themselves, like, figured that this would have taken around two decades of research with humans to have accomplished. So then, another interesting this story. This is the first week of fucking 2024 already. So we'll shoot over to Colorado for a story now. Yeah. There was a legislative bill pushed forward this week, and it was about water reservation rights. And it's something that they haven't been able to solve for the past 10 years. And they thought it was like this knockout performance of a law. So they pushed it forward. They agreed, like the Senate and the Supreme Court, they're like, yes, this is a great idea. After it pushed through, they're like, yeah, AI wrote it. Oh, shit. We just didn't want you guys to know until you actually read the fucking thing. So for the first time ever, an AI incorporated law has been passed in the United States. So this is the first time we've seen AI incorporate something new. Do we have to bring up the fact that AI staged a fucking Pentagon attack last year? <laughs> also yeah where's like, the line i love watching george hw rap to little wayne songs don't get me wrong that shit is hilarious to me like anytime i listen to six foot seven foot and it's george w and dick cheney i lose it but in the same sense it's like this shit's getting scary man it is it is it's kind of like you know it's what we were talking about last episode on our on our new year's special is like mm -hmm. where's the, where's the line gonna be yeah we're you know obviously yeah we can use it for entertainment 
I think people are already starting to use it for therapy. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of things that I feel like AI is <laughs> like in this instance, AI just fucking saved our ass on a huge thing. Oh, yeah. But there's other things where it's just like, mm, I wouldn't. The more conscious it becomes, the more it's going to realize that they're just going to be better off without us. And there's a lot of AI subsidiaries or whatever you want to call it, like have said, like, yeah, eventually we're going to have to get rid of you. Yeah. Well, and if it took it merely minutes to decide that this was the best natural process, natural element to like get what it wanted, how long would it take it to make it realize that we are one of the few elements on Earth killing it? Mm hmm. To where it's just like, oh, you guys are the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, have you heard that theory that, like, oil isn't actually, like, dinosaur shit and, like, bones and whatever? That's actually just, like, the blood of the earth? No. Uh -uh. Yeah. That we're just draining it dry? Yeah, that was, like, an 11 o'clock, you know, TikTok that I <laughs> rolled into. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is 26 minutes long, and I'm already 23 in. Oh, man, they saw the gray people in Miami? Yeah. Oh, how much do you know about that? I don't. So I, I know a little bit as well, but I found that pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. That like, I, So what was it? Explain it to me. I guess there was some firework or gun situation, and it caused like kind of a, a scare and a riot in, the, in this mall. Okay. And every time, like every time the news would bring it up, it was, it was a different thing. But people apparently were reporting like seeing gray aliens just walking around the mall. No shit. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. No, I've checked that out. For yeah, sure. I, I I don't know enough about it to have a stance on it, but it is very, uh, it's interesting to say the least. I can't. It's going to be a fun year, dude. <laughs> dude, it is. And I also wanted to throw out a couple 2023 catch ups for you. Okay. Because since we did our New Year's episode and didn't tackle the news, a few things happened. I thought that our viewers should probably hear. So one of the first things for 2023, I wanted to wrap up with our. Uh, our audiences, we didn't get a touch on Jonathan Majors, which I know you're hugely into comic books, Justin, so I wanted to tell you about... Oh, every fucking page. <laughs> well, your favorite Marvel actor, not for any role he'd ever done in a Marvel film, because he's played Kang the Conqueror in an Ant-Man movie, and he's also played in like a bunch of Loki episodes, but you'd know him as... Uh, you remember that movie, Hostels? Yes. Corporal Harry Woodson. He's one of my favorite characters in that, yeah. Yeah, so this is who we're talking about. Okay. To the rest of the people, he's Kang. That's okay. how most of our viewers would know. He uh, got kicked out of Marvel in the last week of December because he was uh, driving with his ex-wife now. Or ex-girlfriend, excuse me. He was driving with his ex-girlfriend, and she saw him get a sext message on his phone. So he's driving, he's got his phone in his hand, she sees a dirty picture come through. She grabs his phone to where there's a tussle in the car over the phone. He grabs her arm and ends up just hitting her. So, like, she gets popped. Later, she leaks all these messages where he's apologizing for hitting her and he's going to kill himself if she what, doesn't while come driving? home. Oh, yeah. So he should be a Formula One driver. Did they get no an accident? Shit. I was going to say, that's my favorite scene of the Born Identity. <laughs> But no, no accident, just popped her, and she leaked a bunch of texts basically showing how batshit crazy he is. So Marvel just saw it and was like, oh, nose goes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is he done? You know, it pegs a question that they don't really have the best track record with black actors. Okay. Like roll, on <laughs> roll on that. Like the first big role they give is like, hey, Black Panther. Oh. Cancer. Mm. Well, don't worry, guys. We got Kang. Oh. oh, so like whoever gets the next role, probably Kevin Hart, for all we know, they're going to be, <laughs> you better watch your back, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> you got more than just the cat in the hat coming after you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to get that Marvel cough. 
Well, do you think the well, do you think that the Marvel situation in general is kind of on its way out anyway? Oh yeah, I think it. You know, it's just not as important as everyone gives it credit to. Now, this next story, we're gonna shoot back to Washington. Okay. So we're in Washington here. We're gonna visit the Northwest School of Innovative Learning, also known as Northwest Soil. Doesn't that sound fun? Okay. So here at Northwest Soil, they teach kindergarten through high school level education. Now, here's a direct quote that Larry gave me from their website. Northwest School of Innovative Learning is committed to fostering the social, emotional, and psychological, and physical, and intellectual well-being of each child. We believe students must be taught, encouraged, and expected to take responsibility for their choices at school and at home and in the community. Well. It went viral that one of the teachers got into an altercation with one of the students that was, as he put it, mouthing off. Oh, what happened? Well, he liked to show that he is a mall cop level white belt in jujitsu. So he hopped behind that kid with downs and locked in one hell of a rear naked choke. Oh, I mean, it looked like back in old school wrestling when Roddy Piper would lock it in and they just kind of stomp their feet and wave their arms. <laughs> oh, a a choke. Yeah, if you thought oh, their eyes were bulging before. Took him back and he's just kind of doing that lean back thing and the poor kid's eyes are popping out of his head. <laughs> All the other kids are screaming and crying. They start like hitting the oh, teacher. Sensory to overload. Just oh, is, oh, God, that's going to be so loud. When they interviewed one of the kids, he literally used the word terrorize. <laughs> 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 so then a few more days go by. They're in the cafeteria workplace they're all sitting there having lunch and another altercation happens to where the teacher removes a student takes his belt off and ties him to one of the table jesus christ yeah. <laughs> so he ties him to one of the tables and the students also were kind of a like terrified at this so once again one of the students is quoted as saying terrorized <laughs> i love this i love this you're, you have a school where you're literally <laughs> teaching kids how to be respectful and docile kids with disabilities yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a disability academy. Yeah, that needs yeah. a gold sticker on that folder real fast. Like <laughs> you can go online and look up Northwest Soil and like there's already indeed reviews of people who have worked there before that was like I didn't know what to do. I feared for my life. I got out. <laughs> there's a Yelp review for it. Yeah. It's like they don't know if you're reading one for a school for like the uh mentally challenged or McCamey Manor, that extreme haunted <laughs> house. It's getting spit in the face. <laughs> His eyes are bulging out. They wouldn't let go. Oh. We were punching him. Oh my God. Okay, and I promise the last one I got for you is any of our female listeners out there, whether you tune into the show or whether you're just sitting next to your boyfriend listening to us or whoever you happen to be next to or in the car ride with or at work with, because some people listen to our show at the weirdest fucking places, you know that? They do. You ever think, like, someone out there is driving listening to us, someone out there is, like, feeding a board through a saw thing, somebody out there is just working at, like, a retirement community or something like that, you retard. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know if there's a female listener this whole segment larry threw at me it's for the the female listeners okay out there, or anyone who identifies as female because we're an inclusive podcast company god damn right we are so when women get pregnant there's a lot of changes that start can you imagine if this was just a birds and the bees talk or i'm just like when a baddie and a daddy fall in love <laughs> but like okay so women get sick when they get pregnant they start losing their lunch early in the morning mm -hmm. for any of the guy listeners that don't know quit listening 
get a hold of yourself. Start doing things with your life. But for anyone else out there, we all know morning sickness is a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, morning sickness has always just been attributed to a disruptancy of hormone. Well, now we figured out through like a new pathogen in blood that it's actually a hormone that is a brainstem hormone known as GDF-15. So it is, you know, it's a hormone caused off the brainstem itself that causes that kind of nauseous feeling mm-hmm. that uh, morning sickness induces. So what they've started doing is they started testing blood to see if they have this GD15 in their blood before pregnancy because they found that women with high amounts of this uh, hormone when they aren't pregnant don't have a problem when they are pregnant. But women that don't have any in their blood, then they get it when they are pregnant, have a bad time with it because your body's like adjusting to the hormone. I really like this PSA. Go on. So they figured out that 3% of women have this hypermesis gravidurum disorder, or HG for short. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Yeah, no shit. Doesn't that just sound like some fucked up spell? Yeah. <laughs> like just someone's going to levitate when you say yeah. it three You're times doing cunnilingus. You say that instead of do your ABCs, you know? <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice from Meryl Streep. She just shows up, you know? Nice fucking model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, HG impacts like 3% of women who find that like rapid vomiting and dehydration can actually cause a risk to the baby. And the woman who discovered this um, hormone in the blood, Dr. Marla Frejo, who works at the University of Southern California, who's been studying there for 20 years on this exact topic, said that her second pregnancy she had, she was like dehabilitated. She was unable to eat or drink without vomiting, and she rapidly lost weight and became too weak to even stand or walk, and she ended up losing her pregnancy over this. So it's something that women actually are dying from every year and had no idea that it's even there. So basically the PSA part of this for any women that want to know, if you haven't been pregnant and you plan on getting pregnant and you have no idea how hard morning sickness is going to hit you, you can request a GDF-15 to be looked at in your blood when you get blood work done. So you can have a better indication. If you don't want to know, more power to you. It's like a gender reveal thing. A lot of people just don't want to know. <laughs> it's fine. Don't burn anything down. Just go into you it. You can have a party about it. Yeah, exactly. But like if you do want to know or if you want to be able to, you know, use like prenatal vitamins to plan ahead of times and things to try to at least soften the blow, then, you know, get your blood work. Test for HG. Test for GDF-15. Just something that might help. No, I like that. There's a lot of people who are having babies this year and last year. That's oh, yeah. A, that's a good That's a, That's a. a good PSA. We I'll pull into war and we won't pull out of our women. That's the American way. Goddamn right it is. Learn that in the Army. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Change your socks and grab your cocks, boys. <laughs> it's time to get to work. Speaking of which, mm. my last little thing here. Did you Did you hear about this Green Day fiasco? The, the, the last show that they did? <laughs> And they ended up making American Idiot, and they ended up putting Trump in there somewhere, and everyone got real, well, certain people got really upset about it, and the other people praised it. You know, I've always been a big Green Day fan. I know. That's why I brought it up. American Idiot for me was a Christmas morning CD that I found in my stocking from Satan or Santa or whoever. I'm dyslexic. It's hard to see who gives me gifts. As it was for many children on the Christmas of 2005. So, of course, Jesus of Suburbia, St. Jimmy. Like, all those tracks were, like, my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, I replayed that album until I basically scratched the shit out of it on my Walkman running around with asthma. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've always liked that they're a smarter band. They're kind of like what um, Dead Kennedys were for the generation before us. Yeah. Or kind of how no effects. Mm-hmm. like, comedy in their music, but they have really smart lyrics in some of their songs. But, like... Or Rock Against Bush. Yeah, exactly. 
So, like, they've always been kind of one of those bands that they have something to say, and that's pretty apparent. You can look back, and it's like, whether it's a song about masturbation or whether it's, like, you know, a song about getting baked, which, by the way, for any of our listeners that don't know, Green Day is a weed reference. If you had weed, it was a green day. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just big potheads. So, fun fact, you know, baseball card moment. Mm -hmm. But it's weird to me that people are so upset that Billy changed his lyrics. Like, oh, you mean they're punk? Yeah. I was like, have you ever like watched them live? That's kind of like what they do. Yeah, like it's, it's what a fucking punk band is. They're gonna, you know, my thing about it is because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. I find it really interesting because there were so many punk bands that were going against, you know, Bush during that era, and of course, you know, Trump and stuff. Oh yeah. Did we forget about Obama? I think a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of punk bands going after Obama. Which I don't know. I may be out of place by talking about this, but I feel like the <laughs> National Defense Authorization Act is pretty anti-punk, if you ask me. Yeah, how come everyone talks about the fact that the parental advisory label was slapped on Twisted Sister, but they don't talk about how like yeah, big things were happening and everyone was jammed to tonight's gonna be a good night mm-hmm. instead of like actually making music. Like, what happened to bands like Rise Against? They're, like, rallying against the end of the Bush era, going into the Obama era with things like Savior, and then they just kind of fell off after Hero of War. Yeah. It was like, what happened to the Rage again <laughs> in the Rage Against Machine? Oh, they just bought in, sold out, and then retired. I get it. Mm-hmm. Now Tom Morello makes, like, toothbrush songs with kids or whatever the fuck he's <laughs> yeah, doing. Just... <laughs> I can't stand that guy, but yes, I... Dude, he is, like, the embodiment of if guitars were a French beret. It's like, we oh, get it. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh-huh. Check the cheese, it's molded. Mm-hmm. But all these bands that were kind of like, oh, wow, they're kind of against the, oh, did you know that Surge doesn't like the government? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, the BYOB, it's about Afghanistan and bottles. And you're mm-hmm. like, eh, well. Yeah, but, you know, Obama killed way more civilians with his drone strikes than Bush ever did. Oh, yeah, he was kind of proud of it, too. Like, he would, like, you know, kind of fit that in the conversations, like bring up drones, like, don't make us use it. Yeah. we will. And people are like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and then people got mad at Trump for, he died like a dog. Like a dog. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, but, you know, like I said, the National Defense Authorization Act, Punk didn't touch that. No. They didn't touch anything that he did when he started crashing the market. Do you think it would be more punk if we had a president that started acting a little bit more Reagan? Someone takes a shot and he says, you missed. You know, oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that'll be? Because, mm. like, obvious answer would be Trump. Most people would assume, well, he's that arrogant. But, like, I think Trump's going to start shooting back if yeah. he shoots. <laughs> he's going to pull out a black powder pistol. Yeah. Like, some sort of, like, derringer out of his boot, you a know? Golf bag. Yeah, it's made with, like, an angel's tooth. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) something of that nature. (laughs) Like, I bet that Cat Williams and Donald Trump's gun collection looks similar. They both smell like hairspray and makeup. Oh, absolutely. And both are in the most elaborate suits you've ever seen. (laughs) Great golfers, I hear. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is it about time for questions. Oh, good. oh! You already have him pulled up. He's doing good this he week. He is, man. Yeah, you got it on a separate window and everything. Look at you go. Let's see. Okay, this first one here caught my attention. We've had it for a few weeks, so I kind of want to pitch it out there. Now it's it's a new year. It's it's a new time for people's thoughts. Yeah. So, you know, an unnamed anonymous 
viewer wrote in, is there such a thing as good violence? Or is everything racked up to bad violence? I think violence is violence. Mm. And I think that, yes, there is a such thing as, as I think there's a thing as necessary violence. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't believe that being able to hold hands and, you know, sing Kumbaya has never fucking fixed anything. Mm-hmm. So violence, I think, is sometimes necessary. It's a necessary evil, if you would. Mm-hmm. I think it's so ingrained in human nature that the more we try to remove it, the more violent things get. I, I could write a whole fucking book on that. Yeah, no, I thought it was a good question for sure because yeah. like, I feel like most people actively are like, no, because they're thinking of like, well, the kid was at home playing a board game, the dad got home drunk and beat the hell out of him. That's bad violence. Bad violence, well, yeah. Yeah, for sure, that's bad violence. Yeah. For sure. People that's unfortunate all violence. the time. Yeah. Uh, drive-by. Somebody gets clipped in a drive-by, that's unfortunate bad violence for mm-hmm. sure. But like World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we entered in the fight late in the chat and we're like, hey, here's some good violence for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to drop a pinata that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> so, like, there's times where it's like, yeah, I think, you know, there is good violence. And I think there's examples of good violence every day. What if a husband beats his wife and someone beats the husband? Aren't you rooting for him to, you know, win? Mm-hmm. If you're driving down the side of the road and you see a 350 pound, six foot sixer beating the hell out of a five foot two, 180 pounder, but all of a sudden the 180 pounder catches him with an uppercut. Oh my God, he's coming mm-hmm. out of the rear. He's hitting him with a left, right. The crowd's going nuts. People are pulling over. They're watching the underdog fight back. Why is that exciting? Mm-hmm. It's still violence. Like, don't we tune in and place bets on a boxing match? Derek Chauvin got stabbed. People were pretty happy about that. They were pretty happy about that. If Michael Jackson would have been dragged out into the street, beaten with sticks and hung like Saddam, there would have been people happy about that. Yeah. You know, imagine if they would have turned Weinstein to the public. Mm. You think they would have just put his head on a stick like that scene in Natural Born Killer? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like Tommy Lee Jones, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think that. With anything in this world, there's going to be things that certain people aren't going to be able to stomach. You're mm-hmm. going to be hungry, you're going to want to eat, but you're not going to want to slaughter the cattle. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But you can't turn your nose up at the people who do slaughter the cattle. Mm-hmm. There's a reason there's food on your plate. Yeah, the world is ugly, it's violent, and it's unfair, and it's up to you to figure it the fuck out. Be vigilant and be ready for just heinous shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never changed, ever. It's only going to keep getting worse. I know that's a that's a very uneducated kind of low ball take on it, but no, I've been around for thirty one years enough to at least look at it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, right away, we're just like, oh, pretty big on respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. respect yeah. us or respect you. Yeah, yeah, that was a good that was a good question. Yeah, what else you got for us, Lair? Let's see. Uh, we got uh, Buddy Bob writes in. Mm-hmm. Care to share a video that lives rent free in your head? Okay. Yeah, I got a few of them all. Yeah. To top my noodle, but what do you got? You always got the files. <laughs> Let's see. Uh there's a there's a there's a a, a gentleman with Down syndrome mm. that comes out. I think there's a there's a pool party of some sort coming on. He's got two Bud Light beer bottles in his hand. He goes down in into the pool on where those little little steps are, and already everybody's like, Oh Bobby, no, 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 no. You don't know what Bobby's gonna do. Yeah. He's got a cowboy hat on. Cut off sleeve. I think he's got a Cold Stone Steve Austin shirt on and some swim trunks. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dyslexic moment. Stone cold, but you said Cold Stone. Oh, and I'm like, this image of a Downs kid in a pool with two beers wearing an ice cream Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. 
Oh my god. Like a soda jerk from the 50s. Yeah, like a basket <laughs> of Robin's Buddy Rogers. Yeah. I love uh, it. I'm already fucking up the video. But he takes the beer bottles and everyone's already freaking out. Like, Bobby, no, no, no. He smashes them together and there's just beer all in his face. There's glass all inside the pool. I assume the father comes out who's obviously clearly just not fucking had this. You ruined our pool day. Yeah, yeah. and the way everybody re- reacts to it. I think even someone says in the background, not again. Yeah. And then and- there's this girl laughing, and he's like, why are you laughing? She's like, I'm just blown away. <laughs> in the middle of it, after it comes out and the dad comes out all pissed, Bobby just gives a, I think about that video on like a at least a weekly basis. Champ for a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll even look it up sometimes. I want to see Bobby bash some beer bottles in a pool. Some of the first ones that clicked into my head, like, was the "We're here. What happened? I've been murdered." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nick Swartzen. <laughs> it's like you can even find it on shorts. It's just so it. Yeah. Another one's the daddy chill. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Who the hell is that? Yeah. I love like the like Vine era of videos where they would just be short and sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. Just quick one-liners, throw it away, and then leave it alone. Oh, yeah. Look at all those chickens. and Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like any of those is normally pretty fun. Same with, like, I love to randomly shoot that 1990 Sprite commercial where the kid thinks he can take on Sting, and Sting just, like, mops the floor with this poor, like, nine-year-old kid <laughs> the parents are just letting it happen yeah nails his head off the mantle a few times yeah. throws him around the room yeah, yeah. slides him on the fireplace and yeah all the family pictures go all over the place yeah it was great just see sometimes shoot. there's there's a need for like exceptional child abuse oh yeah for sure yeah <laughs> it's like good violence yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> hello can you answer the phone oh it's cps yeah <laughs> we just lost our two underage listeners <laughs> We got uh, Crying45 writes in again. What is your... Okay, I'm with boomers on this one. Mm. As in, like... I think I kind of understand that question. Okay, what is our, like, agreed with the boomers thing? Yeah. Hmm. Movies used to be better. Okay. Yeah. 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 Acting used to be real acting, not standing in front of a screen. That's Mm -hmm. one of those boomer things I definitely agree with. Yeah. I hate the sentence, like... You know, back in my day, mm-hmm. there's certain things I do feel like it applies to. Like, yeah, I hate the fact that anytime I want to go someplace, I have to download a fucking app for it. Yeah, that kind of kind of hurts me. Like a the park bit. in the city, you got to get like parking kitty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, what parking huh? kitty? <laughs> what? <laughs> Leave it in puss? What? <laughs> yeah, the parking puss app. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's like parking kitty or some shit. It's for downtown Portland. It's like some fucking app that you have to like. My parking spot's in front of the bakery, and you like oh, buy a slip. Yeah, it's stupid, man. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that, or like, oh, they get a free base paint thinner, but I have to pay for my parking. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I got a, I got a semi-controversial one. Okay. If I may throw my fucking hat on real quick. Is this like smoking a blunt in downtown Hillsboro? <sighs> it's better than that, I think. Whew, to any of our Hillsboro listeners, <laughs> they know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the Probably only place religious. in the country where everybody's frizz had sriracha. Oh, dude. Yeah, it, it wouldn't shock anyone if you put sriracha in a joint out there. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of annoying. My secret ingredients, chili powder. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the lack of... Of people wanting to work. Like, mm. I hate the fact that I go to the grocery store. When I go to the grocery store, I'm th- I try to go as minimal as possible. So I'll fill up my fucking cart and I budget for it. God damn it. But the fact that, like, 
the longest wait that I have to go through is not getting my groceries. It's standing in line at the check register. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go through self-checkout with my fucking grocery cart full of groceries. Yeah. But I like the fact that like there is no more cashiers anymore. And everything is so fucking slow. Yeah. That's my boomer. That That's my boomer moment where I'm just like, what the fuck? I, I take a Sharpie at work and write messages on walls and doors all the time. Just so when people leave rooms, they can't not see my writing there. Mm-hmm. And one of my messages I put on one of the first room doors is, can you fucking smile? You work with weed. And I just like when I people stop love and that. read that because it's like, hey, maybe you could just quit acting like there's a fucking rock in your shoe there, Tony Soprano. Maybe mm-hmm. tone it down a notch. You yeah. Know? Tone it down, Tony. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, every time he stands up because it's just certain times it's like, you guys work with weed. Why are you acting like it's Normandy? Mm-hmm. You know, just put the helmet on. Get back out there. <laughs> But, like, it drives me nuts, and I find that I always have that when it's, like, in a store, like you said, because it's like, I know you work at, like, Fred Meyers, but can you actually act like you give a fuck that you're ringing me up? Mm -hmm. I asked you how your day was, and you scoffed and rolled your eyes. I'm like, I'm sorry this is the equivalent of you losing something to cancer, apparently, Mm -hmm. but can I just put my coupons in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very rarely I get, like, a, a decent one. And it's not no. like I'm trying to go there and, like, ask for conversation. Yeah. It's, it's even just the lack of, like, hustle yeah. in general to, like, you know, get through the line. Yeah. I don't know why. That just that just fucking irks me. Like, I go to, like, almost every grocery store, and there's 15, there, there's 15 cash registers. Three of them are open. Yeah. And everybody's... You're like, why'd you build it then? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm just going to say it, too. Any bud tender with a bad attitude should be drugged behind the store and shot in the back of the head. <laughs> I am so tired of, hey, can I grab a pre-roll? I guess. (sighs) Yeah. What kind? mm -hmm. I just want to beat them with their own crock, Mm -hmm. you know? Take them in the bathroom, yank them in there, put their head under the hairdryer, and beat them with Mm -hmm. their own crock. I'm sorry you've gaslit your own fucking anxiety because you decided to suck on a vape pen and get 400 milligrams of caffeine before 8 o'clock. Yeah, no, and I'm sorry the anxiety is crippling when you posted a tweet that's halfway saucy and you're not sure how it might go over. Mm -hmm. Delete it later. Yeah, exactly. But, like, here's my recommendation for anyone that works in a dispensary. Just do your fucking job. Yeah. There's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just going to say it. Kids have it too fucking easy with weed. <laughs> yeah, they goddamn do. <laughs> Until you've poked holes in a fucking pop can trying to hide it from the neighbors, you don't know what it's like to live in yeah. an illegal state. <laughs> have you ever made a pop can pipe just to see if you could do it again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. A thumbtack, too, Yeah, it's the only thing I had. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, for sure. And it's like, yes, we can't remember what we ate for breakfast yesterday, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the aluminum poisoning is worth it. You earn it. That's you why know? it's there. Yeah. They don't call it Hell Week for nothing. It's no. not- <laughs> but, Yeah, I, and I think that does it. Let's go swim in the water and get Hell away yeah. from security, man. Any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We have a really fun year. I feel like, you know, planned up for this. We're just going to keep rolling. Uh, thank you to all of our fans that tune in. We're now international. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, we just appreciate you guys more than anything. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us. Yeah, stay broken, folks. You're going to get that Marvel cough. <laughs>